0: The following is a broadcast from the Global Authority in Mixed Martial Arts. The Shoe Dog, Nadine Nichols. <laughs> seats. Take his ass, Seabass. Put him in a body bag, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Covering the sport from the balcony in section 322, Row Z, it's Jordan Breen and
1: Greg Savage.
0: Just blue.
1: Welcome back up inside the cheap seats here on the Sherdog Radio Network. It's the MMA radio show coming to you live on the day that seven years ago saw the UFC take the octagon to Germany for the first time. And frankly, one championship, you're desperate for a main event. You could do a whole lot worse than Rich Franklin, Vanderlei Silva going around for another time. This time, maybe it could even happen in a place that people actually care about MMA. Ace, the axe Murder, Kuala Lumpur. Let's get it, Victor Cooey. Happy Monday or whatever day you might be listening on podcast. I'm Jordan Breen. Along with me, the new Vanderlei Silva face to the old Vanderlei Silva face. It's Mr. Greg Savage. Greg, underrated, sneaky big day for heavyweight mixed martial arts. UFC 99, seven years ago today. You yeah, got Czech Congo nearly like Cain Velasquez. It's like a Sunday
2: morning, man. <laughs> that's crazy. I still remember. I can't believe that's seven years ago. What's Czech Congo
1: lacing up Cain Velasquez, getting people like,
2: Wick was on that card.
1: Mike Swick. Mike Swick getting a big win against Ben Saunders.
2: That's believe, seven years uh, ago.
1: Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's. 100 uh, was
2: 2009. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Just time. Time flying by. Yeah. UFC 99. Seven years ago today. Silver Franklin in their main event. Chuck Congo and Kane Velasquez. Kane famously dominating the show out of him, except for two incidents where he ran face first into massive punches from Chuck Congo that would have killed most people and had people convinced that Kane was going to get whipped up by Lesnar or something like that. Mirko Krokop beating up Mustafa cute. Al-Turk. Yeah, before he was a bodyguard. And, of course, Dan Hardy and Marcus Davis for, for all all the uh, European marbles. Patties. Yep. Dan, Dan Hardy having to hold it down for Nottingham, England, against Marcus Davis, the, the first great Irish fighter in made history, <laughs> with all due respect to Conor McGregor. Why are you still an FRB shot?
2: <laughs> It's just, it's a joke that'll never get old, man. The grenade. I mean, Irish he, grenade. He doesn't even call him the hand grenade. I think he just calls him the Irish grenade.
1: Well, I think for, I think for, i uh, no, this one, I think they, they, they call him that. There's one of them where he fights
2: and like, he's on one of the Northern Ireland yeah, cards. Only Northern Ireland card. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Was, they didn't call him that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. They
1: called him like the Celtic warrior or something like that. Yeah. He's actually Jake Matthews or something like that because of obviously the terroristic implications of the Irish hand grenade.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they pulled that one out of there. but uh, fun, yeah.
1: fun on the undercard as well of UFC 99. Who would have ever guessed when Terry Adams tapping out Justin Buckles that in a very circuitous way, Justin Buckles would be a more important part of mixed martial arts history than Terry Adams, with all due respect to Terry Adams, catching the spinning hook hit from Edson Barboza.
2: Unfortunately, that is what Terry Adams will go down in history for.
1: Paul Kelly on the card, a dude who is now in the clink, for being a heroin trafficker, Stefan Struve and Dennis Stonich. Dennis Stonich, a dude who, if anyone's remembered for anything in MMA, he's just going to be, oh, like the doughy guy from Bosnia that got the shit punched out of him by Cain Velasquez, super casual in Florida. Yes, him, but he destroyed Stefan Struve and made him bleed outside of Jonathan Goulet in the Jay Huron fight, probably worse than anyone I've ever seen inside the octagon, and then immediately got tapped in round two. Oh, the joys of heavyweight mixed martial arts. Plus, in your opener, just for a little bit of screwing with your mind, Rick Story, he who just savaged Tarek Safedine, punched him all over the cage for 15 minutes, loses two rounds easy to John Hathaway. John Hathaway, we miss you. Remember when this dude was ripping up Diego and Rick Story? And was like, oh, man, British mixed martial arts is going to have a chance." Here he
2: comes. Screw screw Michael Bisping. And then he gets freaking wrecked. Let, in let UFC freaking, 90- uh, Where? Uh, where did Don Young was it? Don Young it, Kim who got him right?
1: Yeah, Kim got him with the the spinning back elbow in Macau, I believe. In
2: Macau, yeah. Oh, man, Knew it was somewhere overseas.
1: And also, too, he gave uh, Mike Pyle like Pyle's like great breakthrough, old man renaissance. I, I don't even want to call it a resurgence because Pyle went from being like hardcore journeyman to like, oh wow, Mike Pyle's got a streak going here. What's the deal? What a what a weird weird sport we inhabit. By the way, also a year ago today, Greg. C-Level Kane makes his presence felt in mixed martial arts by breathing well, hard and losing the UFC heavyweight title to Fruity
2: vs. Verdoom. That seems almost longer ago than UFC 99. Absolutely.
1: I mean, dude, Verdoom's not even the guy. The Verdoom face isn't a thing anymore. I mean, it is. But Stipe Miocic and Alistair Overeem, if I told you, you know, you know, UFC 99, we're going into it, and I was like, not only is the outcome of this fight going to shock you, you got no idea where we're going to be in a year. You'd probably think, oh, man. Like, you know, is Verdun going to pull off the upset? John Jones is going to move up or I mean, it's unpredictable. Heavyweight MMA is chaotic. Nope. Steve Miocic, Alistair Overeem, Quicken Loans Arena.
2: The only champion Cleveland's going to have anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely not going to be in the NBA.
3: Mm.
2: Not going to be in the NFL either. Maybe <laughs> uh, Indians are playing good this year.
1: Speaking of uh, sports, though, uh, the Browns on ice, the San Jose Sharks, strike Strikeforce's own. Going down last night, Greg. Yeah, you, you happy for for Sid the Kid getting a getting a second ring?
2: Not really. You know, I'm not a big Penguins fan. Uh, I was. That's a of... great mascot, man. I feel like divorcing oh, cool yourself mascot, from that. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Penguins. Phil Kessel's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Kessel could have won the Con Smythe. I was pulling for him so hard. I know. Uh, I'm not a huge Sid fan, even though I, I mean I, I, I out of his game. He's a tremendous athlete. But never been a huge fan. I mean, he's a little bit whiny for my taste. But, uh, you know, there's no one really on that team where I was like, yeah, I, I like those guys. Oh, oh man. They got it's they got, got all the team. kids now. Yeah, they, they played awesome, man. They Martin, deserve, Ross, like, Sheard. Uh, that Rask guys or Rust guy. Yeah, Rust. Was on fire for a while there. So, baby penguins
1: uh, are out here. What are baby penguins called? Cal- penguin calves? Let's find out. Penguin. Chicks. Oh, yeah, that makes sense penguin babies called yeah penguin chicks good call
2: come on it's a bird
1: well yeah yeah i don't know but penguins penguins are special man i thought maybe they got their own bird
2: that's not a chick an eaglet i guess
1: also young penguins are sometimes called fledglings as well fledglings there you go eaglet too though good call i like that you like pose the hypothetical but we're able to answer like like kind of like rebuff yourself instantaneously is it an an is it an owlet Yes. Yes, it is. is. It? It is
2: yes, it is nice. right. I didn't know that. I was just throwing that out there.
1: Or anthology, mixed martial arts, hockey talk. Even though it's over, dude, you know we're it's good. Getting our YouTube.
2: John Dupont
1: on. Hopefully, everybody. You, <laughs> you just go go to a strange university, give him a lot of money,
2: get a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestle some dude when I'm 57 years old who got a uh, gold medal and have him job to me. <laughs> the dream, really. I did it for you guys. You're sitting there in bed watching a Civil War
1: documentary or a Revolutionary War documentary. Your wife tells you to turn it down. You grab a handgun from your bedside table, shove it in your wife's mouth, and ask her if she's an American patriot or not. Did he do that? Absolutely.
2: Oh wow, i never heard that story. Yeah. I didn't know it's married.
1: Yeah, he, he had like a sham marriage for a while, and his wife obviously left him because he was a crazy person. And uh, but one of the one of the stories is that she tells, what
2: a lot of people say too. So yeah.
1: Also, uh, you know, uh, on the flip side too, even if you don't believe that John Dupont was a closet homosexual story, a lot of people are like, yeah, John was kind of like asexual and was just kind of like straight. Yeah, maybe. that makes
2: that makes a lot of sense. So too. I mean,
1: even then, he's still married to a woman who this is not his primary interest in life. His primary interest is. Pretending he's a being somebody, the eagle. Yeah, yeah, and uh, being being a good American patriot, obviously. But yeah, pulled. A, she, he. Like, apparently, he would watch like American war documentaries and stuff like that for hours on end, and just stare into the TV like blaring. And he would do the. He would do it in bed and just like sit bolt upright in bed and like watch all these war documentaries or in American history documentaries. At one point she woke up and asked him to turn it down. Yeah, just grabbed her by the hair, grabbed a gun, shoved it in her mouth, and asked if she was a real American patriot. Jesus. John DuPont, ladies and gentlemen. John Ewfere DuPont. 844 Sure Dog's the hotline Good number. Good riddance. Minutes. Seriously. Eight four four. Well, also, you know, the tragedy of mental illness and uh, ha- yeah, having a sure. rich family that that rather than do anything constructive about it seeks Covers to it cover up. it up. 844-743-7364. Whether or not you want to point out inaccuracies an and Foxcatcher, you want to wrap about some fights. We got Fedor fighting this weekend. It's Fedor a week, which also means it's Fabio Maldonado week. Consider that a good week. Any uh, any week. Fabio Maldonado week It's a it's a week where you can get excited about mixed martial arts, but also eat as much as you want. Get your get your get your man boob on. Fabio Maldonado Week is here. 844-743-7364. Get us on Twitter at Jordan Breen at the Savage Truth. And you can email us JBreen at Sherdog.com and Greg at Sherdog.com. Go to the phones. Line one. It's Chris from Denver. Chris, what is good? We all know that. Oh, uh, oh he DeBombe sounds so he sounds so quiet. Why is Chris so distance.
4: quiet?
5: Oh, uh, sorry. I had the uh, wrong bus turned on. He's good now.
1: Sweet. Chris, what's up?
4: we all know that John DuPont was not homosexual or, or asexual. He spent his life balls deep in some divas with the, with a genetic jackhammer.
1: <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that uh, John DuPont became a, a lapsed fan running gag as well. Big fan yeah, of Wendy Richter,
5: was... w- Wendy Richter, if I am uh, uh, correct.
1: I, I also, I also like that you, you kind of screwed up and said Wendy Rector, which I feel like sounds like a, like a, like a, if they did a 1980s Rock and Wrestling Connection parody porn, I feel like Wendy Richter could be the, the Wendy Richter takeoff.
5: Wendy Richter, yeah.
1: W- Wendy Richter, our girl's yeah. out here.
4: She had a record anus when uh, Mr. DuPont was
1: done with her. Does, does uh, JP, JP $5. doesn't do JP doesn't, do, JP doesn't do a uh, You don't, a don't get cut for that? <laughs> JP doesn't do a DuPont voice yet. But we'll see what we can do.
4: JP he he does he does the do well he does the foxcatcher Dupont voice, which is... yeah he
1: does the, he does like the weird like Steve Carell like my my dental prosthetic is really weird and I talk. I mean not that John like it's not like he sounds unlike John Dupont but there's John Dupont when you hear footage of him he has this bizarre like it's the kind of accent that only could have come from like an, an insular. A rich family that was not from here many generations ago, but somehow they still have the vestiges of this strange way of speaking, and or, or this conglomeration of strange ways of speaking. It's like when you hear Hector Lombard talk, and you're like, "What planet are you from? Why do you why do you speak like this?"
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, and speaking of Hector Lombard, we didn't really talk much about Dan Henderson uh, this, this past week. What, well, I did. The, I did, I did didn't talk, talk about, about a Russia. lot of
2: stuff last week because of some. Yeah, that went down.
1: Yeah, just breakneck insanity, uh, speed of discussion. We got we got some Henderson love in, you know, and I even got a pro wrestling reference in. Like I said, with a tear in my eye, Dan Henderson, he's an American hero. Yeah,
4: I I think he fought the uh, wrong Cuban Olympian though, yes, in the middleweight division.
1: Well, I mean, I I think uh, if if he had if he had done it to Yoel Romero. Then that would have been even more special because Y'all Romero's coming off a fantastic win and didn't just get clobbered by the homie Neil Magny with a hundred unanswered punches.
4: You know, maybe he should uh, try to get that fight that got away with him. He should try to fight John Jones. He should fight Rumble next if uh, Glover pulled
1: out. Oh, why do you want to? Why do you want to do this? <laughs> what kind of what kind of awful guy are you wanting to see Dan Henderson like cro- cro- encroaching on like 50 years old, getting socked by Anthony Johnson? What's wrong with you? As Greg and I discussed hey, on, on last week. At worst, Dan Henderson's one of the 10 best modern mixed martial arts fighters ever, and you can make a a damn fine case, as I'm sure Greg would, uh, from being one of the five best. And certainly in terms of just who have you fought, the names on your your record, win or lose, no one better than Dan Henderson. Uh, Strength of schedule, BCS Dan Henderson, no one's even near his number. (laughs) Strength of schedule, out of control. No one's even close. Why you want him to get beat up by yoga mat throwing terrorizer <laughs> Anthony Johnson, D- de- um, devoutly it, and distinctly un-American of you.
4: If he will not go away quietly, uh, he will go away loudly. And so, so you think Dan Henderson? You
1: want to you want to shame you want to shame one of the great ambassadors of this sport in retirement by scrambling his brains? What, what did you just like wake <laughs> up in like full sadist mode today? What's wrong with you, Chris? <laughs>
4: Uh, pr- pretty much, yeah. I mean, Wait, why? I, I, I why don't, I don't do you think... want
1: to do this to Dan Henderson? You're just like the oh. biggest Michael Bisping. Mark, he never quite recovered from USC 100. <laughs> just been been harboring ill feelings since two weeks ago when Greg and I lost our minds. revisiting visiting all the memes involving the flying elbow after the fact. Oh man,
4: it's it, it, it's it's more the TRT thing than anything. You know, I I don't like how we were shitting on everyone for being on steroids or TRT, but we just Dan Henderson, oh yeah, no, he's cool. He's doing it all naturally because, you know, he still kinda of has like that dad bod thing going on. He's not well, right, he was he's also, not ripped the gills.
1: He's also a dude who's willing to talk about it and not be duplicitous or, or sneaky about what he was doing.
4: Which I think that's the thing in America, you know, if if you'll the world will forgive you of anything if you just talk to it. Like Peter Thiel just destroyed gawker and he's like yeah um i don't like them so i did this and most people are like eh, whatever you know like like with, like, with peter like, openly
3: oh go ahead
1: i was gonna say with peter teal one thing I, f- I find very amazing is how people in a in a general sense complain like uh the the <laughs> excuse me the media's bought um like p- people in power are, you know, just you know, control this whole thing. We're going to elect Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Who's going to just service all of these rich one percent power brokers in America? These people who dictate the country's interests anyway. And then you get a story like this, where some German who founded PayPal or French dude or whatever Peter Thiel is is just like, yeah, no, I, I hate Gawker media. I'm going to con- I'm going to collaborate with a freak show carnival worker in order to try to bring about their demise and people hear the story and just go, Yeah, you know, we didn't really need to see Hogan's dick after all. It's fine. It's mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like the week where where are these people who talk about like Oh man! Like corporations, will... like this is this is the interest of the rich run amok. This like sets a very obvious precedent that if you're rich as shit, you can just become the the shadowy puppeteer and literally turn America's favorite all time carnival freak Hulk Hogan into a, yeah. Like it's just it's it's yeah. a it's a wretched story, and that's the thing. Hulk Hogan's the real American. Peter Peter Thiel. Just, like, dude, this is just German like it's not and Americans are cool with this these these same people that are like no man we need to make you know uh, we, we need to like really seriously like overhaul America you know like real Americans are getting screwed here. Real real Americans like where where are you at when just uh, just sh- shadowy venture capitalist dicks. Can just bend the like the legal system and and public opinion to their will, and when they're outed, it's just met with market indifference. Yeah, it's I mean it's certainly concerning,
4: but you know like that's something that like Denton and Gawker were complaining about earlier, and you know like uh, Ian Kid of Bloody Elbow, he was talking about this the other day. He said. You know, there's, old, there's an old joke. You know, if, if I catch my own food, they call me Nick, Nick the Fisherman. If I build my own furniture, they call me Nick the Carpenter. But I five dollar one goat. Dot dot dot. <laughs> and I, I mean, they kind of earned this reputation in public scorn. And you know, like like everything you do as an editor, you know, you're putting your you know you're putting your your reputation on the line and to okay this, and they've shown, like, no... (laughs) There's, there's, like, no remorse over this decision. There's no, like, well, you know, maybe in hindsight we shouldn't have ran it. It's it's not important. It's not newsworthy. No remorse. And I I don't know. I I think people just don't like that. And concerning as it may be that a billionaire is just crushing... (laughs) One
1: of the I'm few, a mega billionaire. Like, Peter, Peter Thiel is, I mean, this dude is a, a, enormously rich. I mean, he's worth like three or four billion dollars. You know, he's not just creeping over the limit. Yeah. And more, I, and more I, I, importantly, he, he's not the idle rich. You know what I mean? This is a dude that is like, like this is exactly the kind of sociopathic, money wielding lunatic that becomes like a comic book villain. <laughs>
4: Did you listen to uh, <laughs> Chapo this morning?
1: No, no. Although I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. I always, I always, I always try to like not, not like look at the Twitter account or, or when I see like Felix has a teaser, I try to like ignore it because I love just Tuesday uh, morning or Monday after radio. I'm editing stuff for the site. Love just throwing it on, being surprised. It's my, it's my, it's my early week charm.
4: They destroy Peter Thiel in a way better than Ooh. you or I.
1: I imagine so, they would. Uh, that is, that is, that is yeah. the nature of going duck hunting with the heads. No one, <laughs> yeah, No one can and, do it like them. No one can do it better like the DLC.
4: You guys should, uh, you, you, you guys should market this, because the three podcasts I donate to on Patreon all have SRN connections.
6: And that's Last
1: because hand, the Sherlock uh, Radio Network, and really TJ, TJ DeSantis, uh, King of Fight Pass, uh, Progenitor... <laughs> and uh archivist promoter cheerleader figurehead of the srn he knows he knows just been just been creating yeah. shows and diverse content for years that he planted the seed now it's growing all kinds of wild fruit
4: oh man he's 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 one of a kind i did it he's the
1: uh... <laughs> and i did PJ, do you really do did you really when he said one of a kind do you really do we really not have the the dude yelling one of a kind from Rob Van Dam's WWE theme. No, nah, we don't. Oh man! Can we can we get that for future?
5: Oh, well, of course, yes.
1: Just any for anytime sure. someone says one of a kind, slip her in there. No oh, man. Chris, anything yeah, else? but uh,
4: but well, well getting back to MMA, uh, UFC 200's coming up, and I'm surprised there's not a whole lot of talk about that. And and one thing I've noticed about the uh, Daniel Cormier and John Jones rivalry specifically when John Jones said, you know, I'm balls deep in DC's head,
3: mm-hmm.
4: is that this rivalry makes a lot more sense if you think of it like John Jones is the bull in DC's cuckolding fantasies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, I love that uh, it's, it's just become, if not rote, then at least incredibly increasingly common and casual, expected that broader social conversation, someone's, someone's going to get called a cuck. It's not even just the internet anymore.
4: <laughs> it, 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 it's the alt-right's lasting tribute to society.
1: Well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, like, I like to think that uh, it, is, it is a lasting tribute somehow, and this just becomes, like, you know, uh, 300, 400 years from now, when people study linguistics, they'll talk about the cuck, the cuck period of the very, very early, uh, I guess, uh, you know, 20, 21st century. The early twenty-first century, uh, and, and people write essays about it, from their from their and, robot and, overlords,
4: and the people with too much pride to uh, too, too much pride and self-respect to talk about that will be called cuckwistics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the S- the SRN really is the it's the strange fruit tree of the internet. You think you think it's about mixed martial arts, but TJ. T- oh, <laughs> and- TJ's. TJ just saying it's really got special stuff going on here.
4: Oh, man. Oh, and, 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 and TJ, I'll, I will add $10 to my last fan Patreon gift this month, so get the money from Jack and JP.
5: You got it. Thank you, sir.
1: Chris, <laughs> appreciate the call, man. All
4: Have a good one, guys.
1: Thank Mine, you. too. It's Brandon from New Jersey. Brandon, what's good, sir? How would you feel watching hey, Sydney? Hey, the the top? Uh, how would you feel? I'm
6: just on the treadmill getting a workout, and I thought I was... Uh, Gonna get this workout done while Chris's uh, call was being uh, done for uh, 45 minutes. But uh, well,
1: I mean, you know, you're you're, good to you're be a man. Here, man. Who's, I'm,
6: I'm happy that you're happy.
1: I'm I'm happy when you're happy, and plus, you're you're a man who's known to you know get 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 on the line, stretch out, hang out in the chaise not, lounge. Not me anymore. I'm retired from that, dude. <laughs> so, how'd you feel last night watching uh,
6: old I didn't Cindy watch Crosby get it done? That how'd that,
1: Don't how bring that how feel that feels, fly I didn't watch fair? that. I was
6: watching Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> this guy buddy buddy goes on the like obviously the stanley cup gonna be awarded like obviously the sharks are gonna blow it at home and and, and make for a disappointing it's it's exactly Gosh. the sharks kind of tribute that uh oh, they, they, they would end up with please. fans booing why the stanley cup every year feels like i know there was one year recently it was one at home but man it feels like every year it's one on the road Kings
2: won it both times at home
1: yeah. The Kings the Kings are really blessed. Uh also Brandon, uh shout Patrick outs to Patrick broke uh, our hearts in Philly. Yeah. Shout outs to the first Blackhawks title in the Kane Taves run where they win in Philly and the Philly fans just stayed to brutally boo them for like ninety minutes.
6: And and that was that was uh, that was
1: Patrick Kane's first uh rape title defense. Oh, <laughs> oh heavens. Yeah. I been <laughs> That 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 was never said by me or Greg. That was uh yeah, Brandon from New Jersey mentioned there.
6: Hey Greg, uh, is, is California baseball that talented that UCSB is going to the College World Series?
2: You thought it wasn't? Come on.
6: No, I'm just I'm just amazed. I mean, like the depth so, uh, that state has. Here's baseball. Here's something.
2: Just just to kind of give you uh, an idea. So I was looking at the draft tracker because uh, one of my buddy's kids uh, plays. Locally around here, and he, they have a pitcher on their team that just went off. He was never good, and then this year he just went off, any six seven, huge. And I want to see if he got drafted. So
1: Greg's, I meant, Greg's gonna Greg's gonna break the story that this kid is 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 on steroids or uh, no no is, no. Is, I don't is, is know. About. I don't know. I
2: really don't know anything about him. It's not that. So I want to see if this kid got drafted. So I go on the MLB.com draft tracker. And the only way I kind of looking at it is like, well, I can do it by state or by school. But school, it's just listed by letter. So I'm like, oh, I'll look at all the kids from California. Maybe I'll see where some of these kids went from. It's like freaking 25 pages of kids from California. And I was like, damn. I wonder if, you know, some of these other states. I went to like Wyoming, Montana, like Vermont. I was looking at all these small states. Zero kids. Then I look at, like, Illinois, it's like one page. You look at, like, Louisiana, one page. Texas, page, 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 page. Florida, page, page. It's all, they all come from three states. It's crazy. California, Texas, and Florida. That's where baseball players come from. All warm weather. You can play year-round. Yep. Yep. Well,
6: you can travel, play all year. That's, that's the you know what's crazy of, uh...
2: my kids' seven, and people are trying to put together travel ball teams. They actually did. It's ridiculous. It's crazy.
6: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I thought they were dead, and they won the bottom of the ninth with that grand slam. That was
2: pretty cool. I, I loved their that. Hats. That, kid, that kid who uh, started the game for UCSB is a freshman who won it all for Huntington Beach High School last year in uh, the high school state title game. So uh, he's a stud. He gave up that three-run uh, fifth inning, but they saved him with the four-run bottom of the ninth on the salami. But they were already up one game to nothing. They would have been playing today if they lost that one.
6: That kid's got great makeup, man. I like, I like the way he uh, – I like his uh, throwing mechanics. He, he, he looks like a future stud one day.
2: Noah Davis went, like, 11-0 and 0 as, a, as a junior and, like, 10-1 and 1 as a senior. guy was a stud.
6: They got that giant first baseman, too. That guy looks like a slugger.
2: I'm sure they got some ballers at every position. That's just California, man. You go to the junior college. There was a guy from Golden West College, uh, my alma mater, <laughs> <laughs> one Sing of them. Sing the fight song. No, I, there, I, I don't even know the Cal State Fullerton fight song where I transferred to. But uh, Cal State or Golden what's West.
1: The, yo, what's the, gold, what's the Golden West mascot?
2: The Rustler. Golden West wow. right? The Rustler. Go, that's, they, had no, a guy drafted, Rustlers. they had a guy drafted like in the fifth round.
5: Savage has got more alma maters than he's got ethnicities. <laughs>
2: I do. I have three, my high school and two colleges, to go with my two ethnicities. Greg's, Greg's a man for all seasons.
1: Oh, man, the, the I, Golden like, West mascot, Rustler Sam, is yep. wild as hell. Rustler yeah. Sam's a hell
6: of a mascot. Yep. So, you a uh, Golden Field. the Diaz brothers would have loved it there.
2: Yeah, but seriously, though, uh, junior college <laughs> baseball out here is ridiculously good. And it's where guys go. When they don't want to sign for three years, so if you go to a uh, four-year college, you're done for three years. You can't get drafted for three years. So there's plenty of guys who either have shit grades, or mm-hmm. who transfer out of a four-year school back to a JUCO, and so they can play one year, and then well, go back to uh, the draft. Like there's a guy, uh, Phil Bickford, pitched for Cal State Fullerton. He was like drafted tenth overall out of high school, first round said, nah, I'm going to go to Fullerton. He was a stud at Fullerton for a year, but then decided he didn't want to wait two years to get drafted. So he went to the same college that Bryce Harper came from, uh, from the Southern Nevada Community College. And uh, he ended up getting drafted like 15th overall last year. So that's what the JUCOs are like. And there's a bunch of like wood bat JUCO leagues. That people are playing in now and getting drafted out of it. it's ridiculous. That college That's of Southern Nevada from, uh... is what it's called. Like eight guys drafted yesterday or this weekend. It's
6: crazy. That's what that kid from uh, from my way, Barnegat, Jason Groom. He got drafted by the the Red Sox. He might go JUCO because he wants top top five money.
1: Also, yeah. for 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 a school, what a good gig if you can get it. Like, Seriously? what's your what's your academic institution do? Eh, we, we help young men who are good
2: at well, good, good good five tool players. Realize their dreams faster. Well, seriously, because if you're like a JUCO coach, how rad is that? Like, you they're only going to play one year there probably. So they don't even really have to go to school. You've nope. got theory of baseball classes that these people do. You've got, like, basket weaving and physical education and, you know, stupid, like, not even 100-level classes that any, you know, special Living, needs uh, athlete could pass. Man, all you have to do is be alive and have a heartbeat and play baseball. You can survive one year there.
5: Those are the same qualifications to be a part of the Minnesota Twins 40-man roster.
2: Ah. (laughs) By the way,
5: they're in town tonight taking on the Angels. I'll be there. going? Yeah, I'll be there.
2: Nice. You going with the wife?
5: Wife and uh, child, yes.
2: Oh, that's good. So Melissa's feeling better. Is this a paid
1: appearance?
5: Uh, No, but my kid's going to be wearing an Angels cap. What? Yeah, he's an Angels fan.
1: Oliver's Oliver's a dissident. I love it.
5: I asked him <laughs> what, what he wanted. He said he's an Angels fan.
2: Nice. What a that's sellout. good. He, that's good.
5: I just reminded him who had more world championships.
2: Well, as long as as long <laughs> as you share
1: as long as you share the Phillies as your NL team, you're still
2: Oh, that's disgusting. You can't have an NL team. I don't Stop. have an NL Stop team. I don't up. have
1: an NL team. TJ says he's forsaken the Phillies, but uh, and we, uh, we just two, just two, like uh, all California, the guys in Philly. Into, uh, <laughs> recruiting class. The only good thing ever
5: to come out of Philly is Odin Smith.
1: What else on you <sighs> mind, Braden? Uh, yeah,
6: uh, Donald Trump, man. He's got some crazy uh, celebrity endorsements. Scott Bayo, uh, uh, Tito Scott Ortiz
1: Baio. now. <laughs> I mean, dude, these are like like Tito Ortiz. I wrote, I wrote a whole editorial on why Tito Ortiz is like the, the most, like, he is a classic Trump kid.
2: Dana's the better classic Trump kid.
1: Oh, Dana's. Dana's. Uh, I think like I, Is I like, be I like Tito. I dope like Convention with
2: jeans and Vans. I'll, I'll be. I'll
1: be there for that. Adidas. I like Adidas. I like Tito as like real representative because Tito isn't so like he isn't as rich as Dana and isn't as like at this point still like publicly relevant. <laughs> So like in Tito, you see like this, the, like the weird uh, Trump frailty you get, like where people misidentify like you know, working class white people are making this coalition for Trump. And it's like code for these like wonk idiot talking heads on TV. It's just a euphemistic way for them to imagine that there's just like these toothless people firing us like, like automatic weapons into the sky outside their trailer, screaming about how they're going to vote for Donald Trump. When, in fact, like, it's just fairly rich people that
2: are just terrified of this invisible monster of losing everything. It's not even just that. It's identity politics at its finest. Oh, absolutely. And if you read any of the literature on voter uh, identification and how people see themselves, you realize that, honestly, right now, you could march – Adolf Hitler out of the grave and put him in as the GOP candidate (laughs) and then dig up, you know, Joseph Stalin and put him on the other side as the uh, Democratic uh, guy. And people would go to bat for one or the other of them. They would on on their own self-identification of what they are. They could be the worst people. Like both of these candidates we have are terrible, terrible candidates and human beings and people Indeed. are going to go to bat for both of them, and it's ridiculous that that's okay. the choice left with.
1: And if the best case scenario is that people panic and say we won't accept this and try to force someone else into a hypothetical race and seize power, we see how well I'll this vote goes. For Kodos. Like, like one, like the most, my one. Of the, I think one of the most charming, but charming because it's so craven, desperate, and embarrassing, is these just dummies like Bill Crystal,
2: like like. David French, really? Yeah, Dave French, who I never heard of. No one, pretty, no one you ever heard of. I'm a pretty big political uh, follower. When he, he said it's going to be someone good and someone big, someone that people could get behind, I was like, ooh, who could it be? And then they said David French, an attorney. I was like, what? Who's this freaking a hole? It's like, Come it's on. like, just, just if like, I don't know who he is you don't have a chance it's beautiful Sorry. too because it
1: re- it reminds you of just like the bizarre uh right wing dyed in the wool utopian idea that like military candidates will always somehow succeed and like a good military candidate's always necessary and it's yeah. just it's the most perfunctory way to check the military box you know what i mean it's like oh i guess i guess we, david petraeus kind of screwed it up couldn't really yeah. keep it in the pants be, yeah
2: his freaking wang was hanging out too often so, can't so be- yeah i guess we got we gotta settle for we gotta
1: settle for throwing david french in the race just horrific so like yeah. that's you know if if stalin and hitler come back in the in the greg savage
2: hypothetical political derby and you'd have you know, people legit i mean they're two, obviously two of the most horrific people in the world in the last hundred years you would have people going to the freaking mattresses for each of these guys and and they justify it by saying the same thing you're hearing now from everybody well i, I really don't like either of them but one's r- worse than lesser evils. so i hate hillary so much she yeah, a should warmonger. be in, i mean she should be in jail warmonger yep. she's funded Agreed. by the banks. she's so bad you know you've got that well trump's better well no yeah. he's not they're equally bad you know, they're both horrific choices, and that's what we're left with. It, it's crazy. Brandon, anything I'm else? I'm going to write know? in Poochie. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, the, the scary thing with Poochie is if he has to go back to his home planet. I mean, the VP, <laughs> if Poochie's elected, then uh, I think he needs a strong VP candidate because when he has to go back to his home planet, someone's
2: got to lead. How sad you know, is um, it, though, honestly, What do you think of Dana
6: White speaking team? at the, the Republican National Convention giving the I, ultimate fighter speech?
2: Oh, oh, my God. It would be amazing. <laughs>
1: You know what's funny is It's not all it's not all banging broads and signing autographs? Is that what he says? Is that the lie?
5: <laughs> it's not all signing autographs and banging broads when you get out of here. It's a job, <laughs> just like any other job. So my question is, do you wanna be a fighter? <laughs> do you want to be so an no jump over it? If not, I'll throw you the f out of this gym uh, so fast your head'll spin. That's what he says at the end.
2: I'll throw you the f out of this delegation. Yeah. T- 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 it's T-
1: T- just oh man, just just. <inaudible> just, just, just a beautiful Noah- performance. Thank you. Well, I from, from the wall?
2: GOP side? This, in this one? I mean, the the Democrats are as futile as always. But the only thing missing from my Republican Party, how crazy <laughs> is that to say that? Uh, is freaking President Hector Camacho Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing missing from this electoral cycle. It's ridiculous. Um,
5: Hey, and if uh, Dana White does speak at the uh, RNC, you might actually have a political gathering where a speech starts out with, hey, (laughs) I know shit's fucked up right now.
1: (laughs) I love that
2: movie. I love it. The
1: public deserves a candidate with electrolytes. Oh yeah. yeah.
6: Was, was that was that Noah Enhoffer who jumped over the wall?
1: Yeah, he, uh, it was it was rapist and in prison for life, Jeremy Jackson, who hopped the wall. Noah Enhofer didn't didn't he end up leaving because of his girlfriend? He just left the show. Yeah, he left because his girlfriend
5: was upset. And uh, if you are on Fight Pass right now, you can watch the Where Are They Now of yeah, you know, did, yeah, No. Yeah, I know.
2: You Dana actually just called a big pussy when he left, too. They yeah, Dana's wrapped wrapped all over him. Them. Not and in the Where Are They now
5: now. now, now. In the Where Are They Now, he's very complimentary, saying, I hope they get married and have a bunch of kids. And, well, uh, and he's got you know, dreadlocks. And they're married, and he's got dreadlocks. I don't know about kids.
2: Dana's. You do nowadays. Yo, it, so, so Donald
6: can bake that wall, and, and Jackson can, can jump over, right?
5: He runs a uh, CrossFit gym in Hawaii. Of course. Hey. His uh his sister trained with Mike Riley in Team Bison, Marissa in <laughs> and
6: Kelly cobalt Gavin.
5: I believe just Cobalt now.
1: <laughs> TJ TJ's tight with her. TJ's TJ's just 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 tossing out gems today.
6: <laughs> team Bison for life,
1: right TJ? Did
5: you say Kilbasa? What did you I just said say? Team
6: Bison for life. Oh, of right, course.
5: TJ? Sure. Uh, else, uh, one Brandon? more
6: thing, I get out of here. Uh, the Fedor on Flight Pass uh, it, it, is that just some sort of like uh, uh, weird weird luck that he appeared on that card, or is, is there something to it? Like we could see him maybe in a decagon or an octagon soon. Do
1: do you know do you know Dana White to uh, ever give up on just his his bizarre brass ring type dreams? Uh, I mean, do you, do you think do you think that? Knowing knowing how Dana White works, having seen him operate and be the most visible promoter in mixed martial arts for the last 15 years, Brandon, do do you really think that he he has given up the idea of, man, I really want to get Fedor beat in the UFC? You really think he's given that up?
6: (laughs) Well, he gave up on Dana Ariel, so maybe, I don't know. (laughs) He turned face on that, right?
2: I guarantee he didn't give up on that.
6: <laughs> he's gonna give him the dead fish handshake when he sees him next
2: time. D- Dana
1: White is a from my cold dead hand sort of dude on most topics. He, he's he's going down gripping.
6: I'm, surpri- I'm surprised the Fertitas didn't hang him over uh, the Station Casino with their by his ankles <laughs> like Suge Knight to Vanilla Ice.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, maybe 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 they would have done you know Vanilla Ice Dana they're they're tight. You know, they, so you, is you,
2: Ariel now vanilla nice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That wasn't a good joke. Boom, boom. Brandon, appreciate
1: the call, dude.
3: I love you guys.
1: Line three, Marco from Waco. Marco, what's up, man?
3: Marco from Waco, what's
1: well, going Just enjoying, it, happened, enjoying man, a wacky Marco? Monday. We got a we got a we got a smorgasbord kind of show going. I find it uh, quite exciting, quite refreshing.
3: Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit somber right now. So some for all the uh, victims on Orlando, man. What a Sir. mess Update day to be talking about other things, you know, But that you know, don't know what is going on nationwide because it's all over the place. Uh, now, you guys were talking about Dan Henderson, man. Don't ever talk bad about Dan Henderson. He's a national icon. The only yes. reason aliens don't invade planet Earth is because Dan Henderson lives on this planet. He got the ace <laughs> bomb, and now he got the nuclear elbow, man. Come on, dude.
2: He can do whatever he wants, man.
1: Dude, but I Dan love
2: Anderson. Henderson. No one talking smack on Henderson here.
1: He is. Yeah. He is. I, and I'm sure there's obviously a TRT joke to be made, but uh, Dan, Dan Henderson is a living, breathing, ongoing essay in successful American masculinity.
2: Goal. Speaking <laughs> of my ethnicities, Republic of Ireland up 1-0 on Sweden. Zlatan. Do it, Zlatan. 56 minutes now.
3: Yeah, you know, you, you guys turned the whole uh, shot into uh, the political, political time of the cheap seats. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm going to put my two cents on that. Man. What the Republican Party has given us in the last eight years was Michelle Bachman, Sarah Palin, uh, the, the, the Chucky Ducky dude with the, <laughs> the, the pizza guy, uh, you know, and a you of other jahoos uh, you know, the Republican Party should not be too proud of. And now we've got Donald Trump. So, you know, you, 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 you got the fruits of your labor, the Republican Party. The fruits of your labor. A whole bunch of jahoos. Uh, hey, uh, you know, I was thinking about USC 200. Uh, you know, Brock Lesnar is, is rumored to make anything within 5 to $10 million. Then I'm thinking John Jones and D.C. got pay-per-view points. Nisha Tay, because he's a champion, got pay-per-view points. Kim Belasquez doesn't come cheap. Mark Han is probably going to get paid for taking a fight with Brock. Uh, Frankie and Aldo are not cheap either. How much is that pay-per-view going to cost? Because they got to cover the, the... Remember, they got to split the, the, the revenue with the table company, pay all the athletes, uh, plus the revenues with the with the venue. Uh, the the UFC wants to make some money. How much are they going to hike out that pay-per-view, dude?
2: Sure. Now, one thing you should know, most of those guys who have pay-per-view points in their contracts, uh, they're only... Uh, activated when they're in a co-main or a main event. I don't know if that's the case for the champions. I would imagine if you're a champion, you would get your pay-per-view points in every fight. But uh, I know at least one of the guys fighting uh, in the top three, four fights has pay-per-view points that probably are not going to be activated because he had to be champion to, yeah. Yeah, to get
3: Lesnar.
2: Yeah, Brock Lesnar is going to get a ton of money. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, they're going to spend a lot of money on this one, but it's well, an I, I opportunity. I mean, it's uh, just it's just an unbelievable marketing opportunity, just like UFC 100 was. Yeah, but uh, just guess on uh,
3: pay, paying the top athletes on the on the main card alone, it's going to be close to 20 million. You know? I oh mean, yeah, think it's it.
2: going to be probably 20 million.
3: Yeah, about, Brock's going to take half of that.
2: A quarter of it 72? at least.
3: 70 or 80 dollars on the pay per view. That is what I'm, I'm projecting. Uh, hey, Jordan. Uh, yes, sir. Out of the border this weekend, we got uh, Red King Rory Mack fighting. What is the hype about this dude, man? Um, are they excited? He sold the venue by himself, you know? His name alone sold the Ottawa venue. So, what are we thinking about uh, Mr. Rory Mack with our you guys?
1: Yeah, I thought it was like basically co sign on that. Uh, I'd, I'd also probably, in terms of uh, fights this weekend, quickly just like to uh, say, Greg, did you, did you see the, I think it was an ACB or maybe one of those Ramzan cataract promotions, did you see the dude who did the backflip guard pass? No, I did not. TJ, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. It's uh, beautiful.
5: I, uh, I, uh, somewhere is... Armando Garcia said work, though. But... Yeah.
1: But this this didn't even need like a uh, any Shannon and Rich shady cooperation action at all. This is uh, just just some some beautiful beautiful stuff. Oh, and
2: it. Is it on? Uh, let
1: me. Uh, I know. I I know. I I wanted like I just, get the promotion. I, right. I know it was
2: backflip guard pass and everything's showing up as two thousand thirteen. So let me let me crib this
1: off of the Twitter. Yeah, it was it was at OcMet. All right, let me. Uh, who oh, uh, who
2: on Twitter put it up?
1: Oh, obviously Ian Zombie Robinson. Zombie Profit? No, obviously uh, sherdog.com contributor Ian Robinson. The at, at, at Grabaka Hitman. Your favorite Twitter tribute to Kazuma Saki. Not uh, to be
5: confused with MTV2's Ian Robinson.
1: Yes, of course. Um, check that out. I'm looking. You're looking.
2: How do I spell I'm, Grabaka?
1: G R A B A K A.
2: That's what I did, and it didn't come up. Oh, there Just, it is. just got check it. the Skype window. I got I you. I got it. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I still don't see it. How far? It's down? in the Skype window. Look in the oh, Skype okay. window. Okay. All right. I look in the Skype window.
1: I'm streamlining this for you, for the sake of good radio. I got this. I got a link for you, baby. Jump that right, I got it. I'm watching. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's absolutely
2: beautiful. That is that is absolutely great. Now, stuff. what happened from there? Did he get anything out of that? Because that uh, guy got his uh, knees up. Did he get a hook in and get a butterfly?
1: Well, he kept. I can't. I'm. I'm trying to think of what happens immediately after. He definitely held side control for a second. So
2: it looks like this homie got a butterfly hook in. I can't tell.
1: As also from from Ali and position. You excited to dig into Josh
2: Gross's book as well? I still haven't got mine yet. I know. I, I haven't either. I've been checking, way. and I'm getting mad. I see all these I'm other skin. people getting them. Exactly. Took the I see how that. this is gross. I live right down the road from you. You could hand deliver you bitch.
1: one. Son of a bitch. Seriously, Josh Gross, don't do me like this, baby. I'm excited. I'm excited to read the book. I've been checking. Been checking the mailbox religiously. One of the
2: few MMA books I will delve into. I've I mean, got. I'm just looking at the shelf right now. So I've got uh, these are all unread. Got a signed Brock Lesnar book. I got the Death Clutch one. I got It's Time Bruce Buffer signed to a different person. Yeah. I, I still haven't read my boy Jim Genia's Raw Combat. I haven't read the George St Pierre uh, manuscript they sent me. Other than it's not even a real book. <laughs> I haven't read the BJ Penn book. I haven't read either of the Forrest Griffin books they sent me. Uh what else do I have on the shelf over oh, there <laughs> down the bottom ones? I look and I see the only one that I have read. Oh, the David Abbott, Tank Abbott one I haven't read. <laughs> um the one I have read, Clyde Gentry. No Holds Barred, the classic. That was the one I read a long time ago to get me that a history on the on the era that I actually wasn't involved in personally.
1: And also, too, it's hard to get caught up in your MMA reading when you have to go back every every single week, if not every day, and read cover to cover Matt Hughes' Made in America.
2: Oh, I have that on <laughs> somewhere, too. Where is that? <laughs> the Where's, oh, there's St. Pierre's. Oh, I got both of St. Pierre's. I actually got the real one and, and the man. Here's the real one. Is this one signed? Let's see. No sign on the dr- – St. Pierre one. You got you got Matt, bitch. Why you didn't got, George
1: sign this for me? Is is your Matt Hughes one signed? Is it signed in no, the blood my of Matt an Hughes
2: one is definitely not signed.
1: Matt Matt Hughes made an America collectors edition, coming with a, a dead fetal pig. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, no, I have uh, the UFC of visual history and the UFC encyclopedia here. It is a good gig, man. You get all these books usually for free. They send them to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, Greg's real
1: interest in covering mixed martial arts is revealed. He just like obsessively stockpiles. and <laughs> <mad books.
2: laughs> hey, they fill up the bookshelf for you.
1: Again, as as we're on this topic, a quick I'm still public service announcement. To see if I have any more hidden anywhere. I think mixed martial arts it's always imp- important to remember that uh, you know. Speaking of uh, you know go- bygone eras and and uh, history and whatnot that you know there's new people come to the sport every day and even if you're a religious listener, you might not see or hear every single episode we do where maybe we mention Matthews' made in America. But uh let me quickly say that uh if you've never read Matthews's autobiography, The One of a Kind, Made in America, you really should. It is a it's it creepy. is a tor- I haven't it read is, it. I've it, it read
2: excerpts a, of it.
1: It is a tour de force. I think I may I think we should start maybe start a segment where like um, I don't know, like in elementary school, we'd like read a book, but like 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 we'd be read to and it'd be like a novel or something like that. And, you know, you maybe like 10 minutes a day and like over the course of many months you and your class finish this novel together. A little, little reading time. I think uh I'm starting to, I'm starting to think maybe like 5 minute excerpts every
2: cheap seats from Matthew's Made in America. Oh gosh, you have to go find them. I'm not looking through that. <laughs>
1: Made in America is truly a
2: one-of-a-kind I mean,
1: in that era I start
2: giving these books away on the air is what we should do I do want to read raw combat the underground world of mixed martial arts by Jim, Jim is a stud. that's about uh, the New York scene before it was legalized so um, that one would probably be interesting but uh, David tank Abbott they already did this like what you're uh, I think suggesting On the co-main event with uh, Dundas and Folks, I think they did do – they either had book reports or they did read it on the air. I I believe they did book reports,
1: if I'm not mistaken.
2: You know what's funny is I have a couple books here that Folks sent me that uh, are sitting right with all these MMA books. They're fiction books because you tried to get me to start reading fiction. Mm -hmm. I hate fiction. I don't hate it. I just can't get into it really um i I'll get my fiction in the movie theater or on tv i gotta read nonfiction. that's my stuff biographies government shit sports MMA. books a lot of good sports, Made in not MMA. you know i'm looking at my my shelf where all these books are and there's some great books right next to them that people should read other than these mma books like ball four is right there jim bouton you ever read that book brain i haven't and also i love that the most famous sports books of all time
1: i haven't i'm sorry
2: it's a great book. TJ, you have my uh, my one on the last baseball season, right? No,
5: I gave it back to you.
2: Are you sure? Positive. It's not on my shelf anywhere.
5: No, I gave it back to you before I moved. Even.
2: I'm pretty sure you didn't, but that's okay. Gave it back to you in Denver, Colorado. I'm pretty sure you didn't. Did too. Pretty sure you did it. <laughs> I don't know. That was a, that was a good book too, huh?
5: Oh, that was a real good book, yeah.
2: Maybe we do it, maybe we do it like
1: a cheap seats book club. Start,
2: yeah, exactly. We need to start a book club.
1: Greg, Greg has like Greg will obviously have a, a great nonfiction selection every week, and I will have Matthews Made in America every single week. And TJ will have Harry Potter every week. Nah, <laughs>
5: come on. Mr. Sensitive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't give me that copy. Oh man, that's a that's a that's like another mic drop for TJ. TJ is TJ's in rare form right now. Just really heavy hitting counterpunching from the king of fight pass. Before we hit the break line, four it's Levon, in New Jersey. Levon, what's up?
7: I'm not trying. I'm Tinder. How about you?
1: <laughs> what way are we swiping? What are, you, uh, what are these fine right, ladies in your head saying?
7: Uh, I'm doing what my friend does, which is just swipe right until you run out.
1: <laughs> uh do you ever like do you like when when you like go through because like i don't have tinder because i got like weird privacy issues and i'm like a crazy person but Same. um I, yeah i love i i just don't do anything that has to be synced with my facebook account like makes me feel like real weird don't oh, like you have
2: it. to sync your facebook yeah
1: yeah unless they've changed that very recently because like when, when it, like was the first thing i was like oh
2: when I start cheating on my wife, I can't do that then.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't, like, show <laughs> it, but, like, they know. If your wife had an that Facebook, you're toast. So. Really? No, it's yeah. just the name. So. Uh, yeah, it's
7: just the name, so.
1: Still, you know uh, what I mean? It's, it's, I, got, I got privacy, so I can't do it. But I do love when I see other people tendering because I love looking through people's profiles and just trying to, like, do a character sketch in my head and size up with their legs. So, I mean, do you, do you go dude, through is there, any, is there any, like what, like, what are your Tinder red flags pre-conversation? Like, pure profile. What, what are your red flags? Uh,
7: pre-conversation? Uh, paragraphs in the bio? Hell <laughs> no. Uh, like, if there's more than one p- person in the picture...
1: No. more than one, oh uh, dude that's one of the weirdest if if i'm like looking at your tinder profile and i swipe through like four pictures and i'm like who are you?
7: Seriously. Like there's People just don't like, get it. also, yeah, just, also like, <laughs>
1: these long these long strings of pictures like it's entirely inconclusive who you are which defeats the entire purpose of this.
7: Yeah. I completely. And um dude my friend has a chromecast so what we do is uh we just uh like stream the screen Wait. on his yeah. giant TV and we all like call a vote on each one's hilarious when we're hammering.
1: Sweet. Tinder. Multiple ways to use it. Yeah. Multiple ways to enjoy it. I support that.
7: <laughs> yeah. Um, yo, um, uh, I remember that coming, uh, event podcast, uh, episode about Kank's book. And like, I, re- I remember like both of them noted and multiple cult uh, 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 emailers noted how like, uh, the character was like Are very you likely did homosexual. You, okay,
1: yo, yo, did you just see that goal, Greg? No, I
2: did not. I'm not watching. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is just superhuman. Did he just put one down on my freaking Irish brothers? Yeah, absolutely
1: tied it in the 71st minute. What a, what an exhibition Son of, of uh... what an exhibition of soccer skill. Soccer as they call it all over the world.
5: Somewhere right now, Josh Gross is screaming goal.
1: Oh, a great moment in Sherdog Radio Network history. And that was just for Champions League, man. This this play is unreal. This ki- oh man goes in. Does it go in off an Irish dude's head off this bizarre insane kick by Zlatan as he's like going out of bounds? What does this go off of? Did you Dude, get this online somewhere? one of your one of your Irish brothers headed it directly into the net.
2: Oh, you son of a
1: is this dude? This dude just like that was insane, man! It literally looked like he was trying to finish. He's like a Swedish turncoat
2: type thing. Oh man, seventy-first minute, one-one. It just went up. Goes on. down. Goes down as an own goal
1: because he headbutted directly in as though he was intentionally trying to do it. Still, Zlatan finding ways to make it happen. He's like a dark wizard. Levant, what's on your mind?
7: Yeah. Well, um... <laughs> I was going to say I love uh, that every emailer and both the hosts noted in the show that, like, how gay the character is, like, secretly <laughs> in the ta- in Tank's
2: book. Yeah. No, I just... Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, man. Tank. Uh, I
2: mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I- I'm not 100% sure if it's an act or not, but he legit will straight up – he makes jokes about it. He – threatened to uh, violate Jeff Sherman on many occasions. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that's deep-seated in there. That, and, that uh, MMA event
1: where he just, like, oh, cool. couldn't
2: I couldn't what? 1,000% tell you it's an act. I don't think it's an act. I mean, maybe there's a small chance it could be, but, yeah, he's he's creepy, man. Well,
1: I mean, you can go through the Fight Finder and find <laughs> that.
2: No, he's just gay. He's not creepy. Oh, he- no, he's creepy. There's nothing gay about, or nothing creepy about being gay. He's creepy, creepy. So to that point, oh, we have
1: all right. these pictures of an event that Jeff Sherwood shot where Tank was just like super liquored up and then gets in like the ring and just strips.
2: Oh, yeah. Down to his freaking skivvies.
1: Yeah, man. He's got like these like right. satiny. He's got like these satiny like purple man panties on. Just just strips down.
5: Was three count on the, the loudspeaker?
1: Starts oh, man. dancing around. He is. He is not. He is not pro wrestling level. Well, either. So he is quite fat. the The gut is quite prominent as a uh, tank strips down. Just uh, has has himself a little a little pose down, a little dance aroo in the ring, which he stormed drunk at a mixed martial arts event. That's
7: that's something.
1: Um, that's, Although that's all, time, all time <laughs> stripping yeah, all uh, time stripping is still Jeff Munson's rage strip after getting disqualified that's against Pete in a grappling match.
5: Did he ask if anyone wants to see anyone get f for free?
1: Uh, it's entirely possible. It, it, it says something about the individual and I think confirms TJ that in that promo that it's a it's a true pure Freudian slip by Jeff Munson that reveals the inner workings of the man. Because if you're if you get real upset, like, dude, this is this is literally like this is like an, an Internet meme now. The idea of like, oh, you're so mad that like you like you took your clothes off and like took pictures. Like, that's like an actual like, you know, like weird Twitter, like all kind of meme. The fact is Jeff, Munson's on, Jeff Munson has been doing this for years. What are you on, dude? Jeff Munson doing this for years.
2: Jeff Munson has some amazing videos on the old ATT YouTube where they would like catch him sleeping naked in one of the rooms. They'd jump on him. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's a freak running around the whole gym naked. Dude, he's a freak. Jeff Munson's probably a very sensitive lover. Now I I'm just
5: here uh, to bring my kid to jujitsu jitsu class before soccer practice. There's uh, a naked cell in
1: my head now. What the hell? I love it. But yes. Yeah, uh, Jeff Jeff Munson yeah, well, Jeff Munson got screwed in a grappling match against Peitapona. There was there was supposed to be no neck cracks allowed, but obviously grappling. So Peitapona pulls guard, closes his guard. Jeff Brunson just tries to open his guard, so he just, you know, like, doesn't do, like, a can opener. He doesn't, like, shove Pedro chin into his chest. But just, like, gets, gets, like, uh, head control, like, a little bit of pressure, and then tries to posture up. Pedro taps out on purpose to get him disqualified because he's a grease bag. Referee, not going to say what country he's from, but let's just say that he's (laughs) not an American or anarcho-communist. Hey, my Yeah, decides in fact it was a neck crank. This this baby little this baby little neck crank that made one of the best heavyweight grapplers in uh, in Giannogi history tap out, and uh, Munson got Um, so upset that he just ripped his clothes off at a grappling event. And didn't they brawl? Pardon? Didn't they brawl? Not really. He just kind of like he got like there was like a bit of a skirmish, but he mostly just got pissed and stripped.
3: What a weirdo. Anyways, let's talk about MMA. I can't imagine MMA a situation of, where I got so okay. <laughs> upset.
1: Where I got so upset I tore my clothes off. Uh,
7: I've never done that. Um, so, Jordan, you told, me, you told me Chad Mendes was off his stuff. What happened, man?
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean, maybe maybe he was trying to get back on. It didn't help him. No, certainly. Also, I mean... yeah. Poor team Alpha Male.
7: What you mean? Cody brand all day. I mean, oh Uriah, yeah, he he got spanked,
2: and Chad Mendes.
7: No, yeah,
1: He's gotta I mean, get
2: spanked. Uh, well, I mean, me.
1: at least also also on the side of tip. Shouts to uh, Tim Means, in, invoking the successful Yoel Romero defense and getting the Yoel Romero punishment.
7: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like Brock's not getting tested. Like it's obviously just a joke.
5: Can people like, stop may, with us? Um, I feel like. Brock, I feel stop, like, stop. Brock is getting tested. Why does everyone think that he's not getting tested? He just he wasn't tested getting tested.
2: One day into this. So. Yeah, right. He was, it, it wasn't getting yeah, tested do- four
5: months before because he wasn't under contract.
2: I yeah. get people's skepticism. So they should give him four They four months put him to on the set up a freaking, freaking so roster on him. the website. How many weeks ago? Months ago? This is something. Dude, that's been I remember in the that.
7: that. I remember that. It's the UFC fighter info or something like that. And yeah. they added Brock Lesnar and everybody's like, oh, all right. I guess that's the thing.
2: Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, I get like, the skepticism, but he's still he still not going to be later. able to be juicing right up until he gets in the cage. Uh, you know, he's a guy who's going to get tested plenty. It's fine.
7: Yeah, but he's been gone for like two years, which he hasn't been. So, it's not like one month is going to matter. Like, they should have... If, if, if it was fair and they wanted, uh, like, not to be a joke, they would have booked him in a fight four months from now and he would have gotten te- tested all the way up. But, like, they they just... They don't care. So I don't either. I feel like five years from now we're going to be like, oh, yeah, remember that stupid Usada thing where we thought was real? Like, it's just... Like Floyd thing comes up, like Floyd's been. Uh, there's been rumors of well, him people,
2: well, for Yeah, like but people, years. Been, people seem to think like this years, is apparently. foolproof. That foolproof that it's going to work a hundred percent of the time, and no one's going to be able to cheat. And there's never going to be a flaw in the system. That's just not realistic. But if you don't think it's curbing like some of the popping. use or actually catching some people, your eyes are closed. They're they're well, they're catching people who don't matter to them.
7: You know what I mean? It's like Tim Means. Like Tim Means' gonna make a million. Like, no, Brock Lesnar. And like I remember reading like about Floyd Popping for years, allegedly. Allegedly he's hiding it. Allegedly with Golden Boy. Like it's not Allegedly. I don't know. It's a joke. Well, I, that's, that's, see.
1: I mean, on, on the politics tip, the rich dudes, the dudes who make the most money, they have the most to lose from this and they have the best stuff. So you get the stuff that's the hardest to test for from the people who have the resources to cover it up the best and drum up support on their side because they're the cash cows. And any drug don't... testing policy is going to be that way.
2: Yeah, I still don't see how you know, that makes everything a joke. They're still going after people. I mean, you're you're implying there's a huge conspiracy if the big name guys just pop and don't get busted. I find it hard to believe you thought it would be part and parcel of that. Maybe there's certain people that would be involved, but it's it's like any conspiracy theory. It's very hard to believe because of how many moving pieces there are and, you know, zero whistleblowers. It's hard for me to buy. Greg, Ireland's playing their ass off over here and Did they get a, have- Did they? I I can't watch it. I I'm in my office. There's no TV. I was looking online I still haven't seen the goal. I saw yeah. the Irish goal. I haven't seen the uh, the uh, Swedish, Swedish
1: goal. It's 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 a heartbreaker. It's a real heartbreaker. Levon appreciate the call. Got a little break action to get to if you want to sneak one in under the wire on the other side of the break. 844 SureDog is the number 844 743 7364 844 743 7364 Twitter at Jordan Breen for me, at the Savage Truth for Greg. And you can always email us, jbreen at suredog.com and greg at suredog.com. Break coming. Stay close on the other side. A little more Cheap Seats action right back here on the SRN. Cheap Seats. Ugh, I hate those two. It's Jordan Breen and Greg Savage.
0: The one, the only. The SureDog Radio Network. Hey, everyone, Chael Sonnen here. The World Series of Fighting is coming to Foxwoods Resort Casino on June 17th, and I want to see you there. The heavyweight champion Ivanov comes back to defend his title against Copeland. Plus, High versus Ricci are going to square off for the number one contender spot. And local star John Howard makes his Decagon debut come a little bit early. I'm going to be signing autographs along with other World Series of Fighting stars. For tickets, go to WSOF.com or Foxwoods.com.
5: Join us this week for UFC Fight Night coverage. You're going to get a preliminary roundtable on Thursday. Main card roundtable on Friday. Then, beat down after the bell, come Saturday night. Myself, maybe Jordan Breen, maybe somebody else. I don't know.
0: We're going to be here post-fight radio then for you. On the one and only SureDog Radio Network. Join us, won't you? Now, back to the radio show with hosts that know what it's like to sit in the rafters. It's Jordan Breen and Greg Savage.
1: I'll be in Ottawa, TJ. I'll give you a call in. Oh, don't get hit by a car. Well, I'll I'll do my best in the nation's capital. Although actually just stay in, stay in right just, just just across the river in Gatineau. so I get a I get a multi-provincial experience.
5: Did you get my UFC one nineteen reference?
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean dude, is do you, do we still have the radio thing? Have you getting hit by a car? Oh, oh yeah,
5: we still got the uh the drop, yeah.
1: I like I like the I like the like the the, the adrenaline rush and like the the sudden like panic like as you recover and you're just like woo!
5: I came really close to getting hit by a car.
1: Yeah, like it was really, the, really close. The the flash was very obvious for you. Just that man it could have all been over. Savage, you ever hear that?
5: Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I was
1: gonna say it was a, it was a thingy for for years. Like That's We yeah. played that all the time. Yeah. It was Indianapolis, right? Yes, sir. Terrible fight card too. Really bad. That was, that was also a fun beat down after the battle. Me and me and Tomas Rios just making fun of the the Frank the Frank Mir Mirko Cro fight. And then I saw oh. Sean
5: Shirk the day after on my flight home. He's like, I won
1: that fight, right? Yeah, no. Is that when he fought Dunham? Yeah. Well, I mean, he obviously submitted to to the guillotine because it was all over. No, it's not. <laughs> Man, Mike Goldberg,
2: what a jab. What a hey, what so I just jam. saw, I finally saw the uh, goal and... Uh, it's a heartbreaker. That was a rough one, dude. And I just saw the stats yeah, this, Sweden's, Ireland's killing them. Sweden's tied 1-1 with zero shots on goal.
1: Yep. And Ireland have had some insane shots, too.
2: Like, like They had one hit spots. the crossbar. Yeah, I saw that, too.
1: Like, immediately after the Swedish goal, they just broke down field and some dude blasted it from probably, like, uh, like 15 meters out of the Swedish goal and made an incredible save. It was dope. Line 2, Zombie Paul from Virginia Beach. Paul, what's good? What up, guys? I haven't talked to you
3: for a couple of
7: days.
1: What's on your mind, sir?
7: Everything's good, man. I'm a little bit worried for uh, Rory McDonald coming up this weekend. I hope his uh, face has fully healed. You know, is he allowed to wear a mask into the cage, or has he got – did they put steel plates in his face?
1: <laughs> we'll see how it holds up if he catches uh, some wild spinning fire or a Brazilian kick to the head. I'm incredibly intrigued to see if Stephen Thompson can just keep doing this shit to elite-level fighters in – one of the best weight classes in mixed martial arts. And if he's going to have any sort of shock and awe potential against Roy McDonald, maybe it is after getting his face put back together post-Lawler.
7: Yeah, what else is on the card that's good? I haven't looked at it recently.
1: Oh, what? You're not excited to see Donald Cerrone Patrick Cote? The resurgent Patrick Cote? They
7: haven't he one like four
1: in a row or something? Yeah, it's on fire. He's been clobbering dudes, but- too. Was any of those fights? Can I can I also say that in, in uh, reference to Cote's surge, he's plus one forty five against Cerrone. You can get Donald Cerrone at minus one fifty five, minus one sixty five. This is bananas. Unless unless Patrick Cote is about to become the biggest target of Usada. There is absolutely no way he is able to replicate what he's done to the Ben Saunders of the world against Don Cerrone. The line, it seems absolutely crazy to me.
3: Yeah, you
7: I might get Cote. You know, I'm wondering if you going to get Wonderboy. You know, I know he loads up that van with some extra goodies.
1: Well, also, too, uh, like, like our, our fine, young, golden boy, Sage, I mean, he's he's a man's guy. Close with his father, you know what I mean? Family family business, family tradition runs hard, you know, or dies hard. You know, this, this stuff runs in your blood. So, if, uh, if if Ray Thompson's got the boy in the game,
7: did you see on Embedded where Ray Thompson sleeps on the top bunk and Stephen Wonderboy sleeps on the bottom bunk?
1: <laughs> Please tell me that's actually a thing. No, I did not. Hell yeah. Is, is that really a thing? You know I mean? Is there a, a delay here?
2: You got to make room for the children in the next room.
1: <laughs> it's possible there's a delay. It sounds like Paul's guy's over the, like the, the Bluetooth action in the car. No, look, I, I, think, I think he's I'm transported. You know I'm in the car driving. That's Dan what I'm saying. You got... I a
7: question. Did Dan from Oregon call in yet today?
1: No, Dan from Oregon did not call in.
7: Oh, shit, man. That's
1: bad news, man. That was our code. Fuck. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right. When when we start dropping f bombs and gimmicks, you're gone.
1: There you go. All right. R.I.P. Zombie Paul. You will be missed. Greg, how many fights on the card this weekend? Can you name? Uh, can I also point out that uh, as we were getting my uh, travel arrangements done, uh, I I only then realized that this is at the TD Place Arena and and not the Canadian Tire Center, which. I mean, makes sense. Smaller venue, but uh, also so incredibly helpful since where the Senators play. The old Canadian Tire Center, a.k.a. Corel Center, a.k.a. whatever it was in between there. Uh, not even not even in near Ottawa, like out just out in the boons in the sticks.
2: Yeah. Just one of those. What are those? Where are those Is that weird... where, uh, that's where they used to play, right? Uh, who? What?
1: The Senators. The Senators play, like, the the building they play, at, I don't think they played at TD Place before. TD Place is, like, smaller. I think, no, I think they used, they played there, they played there until they built the Corral Center, I think. So they play at the Corral Center still? Well, it's, it, like I said, it's the Canadian Tire Center now. Yeah, it's but it's like out in the middle
2: years. of nowhere, you said? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. All right, so this weekend I know of three fights, I think. I'm trying to think of more. I know the Cerrone fight, obviously. I know the McDonald fight, and I know my boy Elias Teodoro's fighting. I don't know who he's fighting, though. Smiling Uh, Sam Alvey. Okay, so Sam Alvey. Cerrone Cote Thompson, McDonald. Um, Valerie Latorno's on this card, I believe. 125-pound fight. Who's she fighting? Joanne Calderwood. JoJo. She's kind of fallen off a little bit lately, huh? She was number two in the world, had some rough fights. Uh, Should be a good one. I'd imagine uh, Oban Mercier is fighting sometime soon. Soon, is he on this one Canadian yes, card? Yep, fighting. Team I'm just teams. guessing Canadians now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I can't name anymore. Speaking of yeah. speaking of your distaste, that's for it. Who fiction, else is on the uh, card?
1: Speaking of your distaste for fiction, Greg, this is this is like a potential match made in heaven. Hockey enforcer Steve Blassé going to try to dish out some punishment on fantasy fiction writer sean o'connell the real oc oh
2: wow all right
1: and also stitching back to uh, the co-main event podcast sean o'connell like dundas and dundas and folks just love the man courtesy of uh do they yeah yeah because he's like i'll be honest
2: i've listened to it one time and it was last week because i wanted to hear their take on uh the whole aerial situation
1: let me let me look up uh i gotta think i gotta look up what uh sean o'connell's little uh like a series of, of books is called uh, Hellbound Heaven Sent, the Angel, the Angel War book. That's that's what they're called, the Angel War books or some shit. Okay. I think I think I've read this description on air before. Mister um, Sensitive. <laughs> um, the description of Sean O'Connell's Hellbound Heaven Sent, the Angel War book one, which you can buy for your Kindle for only seven dollars and eighty two cents. The Amazon description. Keep in mind, there's ellipses uh, like for, for effect in a lot of these things. But for some reason, there's four dots instead of three, and it's not spaced properly, which upsets me. Nonetheless, there are angels among us. Demons, too. In Brazil, a Vatican emissary is felled by a mysterious illness and awakens as an angel. In Las, Ve- in Las Vegas, the world's wealthiest man manifests devilish abilities. Ancient organizations reveal for the first time as men and women are transformed into creatures of biblical myth all over the world the virtuous and wicked are recruited to fight a battle with apocalyptic consequences while at home in Utah one father must choose a side in Utah. must choose a side and fight for the survival of the ones he loves the ultimate battle all between his wives the ultimate battle between good and evil heaven and hell has begun on earth. So Sean is basically rewritten the Stand by Stephen King apparently and turned it <laughs> into
2: multiple started books. in Utah. <laughs> is it like yeah. some FLDS freaking cult or something? <laughs> is there something going on we don't know about? I mean, speaking of speaking of MMA books, also it's got So the, I, hey, I looked up the card. There's some interesting fights. Bagatinov's leading things off. Gene Former Herrera Pirate too, team. very exciting last time out. Uh, I like I, I Colby, think it was like Colby Covington's on this card. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn Leibarger, Random Marcos. That's
1: that should actually be like. There's a lot of like action kind of fights. Uh, on this Soto
2: Beal should be interesting. Tandon McCrory, I love seeing him fight.
1: And Christoph, Yoko, Christoph Joko. Joko needs someone who can uh, be an entertaining dance partner. Tandon McCrory always always bringing that violence.
2: Yeah, some good stuff on her. Misha
1: Serkonov might break someone else's jaw. I'm excited excited for the action potential. It could be one of those... uh, It's got boomer bust type action, I think. I could see uh, some parts of the undercard just ended up being pretty shit. But I think top to bottom, potential for just mad mad car crash type violence. I'm excited. Should be fun. Man. Sean O'Connell. What? 4.9. Renaissance, man. 4.9 out of 5 with 17 reviews. There's like one, there's like one three-star review. Everything else is five. Like, the real OC, just people are rocking to what this man is putting uh, in the in the science fiction and fantasy section. So Salt Lake City, Utah. I gotta see if like, is there an Angel War Book 2 yet? Like Sean <laughs> O'Connell, Angel War Book. All right. Like, where is number two at? Don't hold out on me. Angel War Book Two is that? It? Oh, there's no references to an Angel War Book Two on on Google anywhere.
2: Well, he's been fighting a lot. He fought five UFC fights in the uh, last two years. So I need to know how the story progresses. Well, Why? he's going on fight number six in two years' time. Give this man a chance to make his bread.
1: Steve Bossay, you better you better put the knuckles to Sean O'Connell and send him right back to the desk, the typewriter,
2: <laughs> right back to the word processor. Steve Bossay, you you do your job. You
1: you want to be American uh, or want to be uh, Quebec Dan Henderson? You vision of masculinity, owning <laughs> like a firewood company and being a firefighter and a former hockey enforcer and UFC veteran. You brilliant man, Steve Bossé. This is what you were meant to do. And Show Sean O'Connell. Show Sean O'Connell what Sean O'Connell was meant to do. We need the Angel War book, too. More MMA literature talk on here than uh, I really expected. Oh, MMA is filled with weird books, whether it's Matt Hughes talking about uh, the Throw horrific— baby pictures yeah. at his friends trying to make Tim Sylvia kill himself and being real proud of it. Just again, the the way I always explain Matt Hughes <laughs> is made in America is imagine every awful, embarrassing, soul crushing lamentable thing you've ever done in your whole life. And, put and it think about how words. hard, and then think about how hard that you, you actively try to conceal those facts. Then imagine you're like a famous athlete like Matt Hughes. And for whatever reason, you are so twisted as a human being, your moral compass, so bizarre, so askew, those are the things that you're most pumped about. Those are the things that you show the greatest detail, affection and reverence to. That is what you use to constitute your autobiography. Yeah, fighting stuff that's incidental. Me and me and my brother love throwing fetal pigs at each other and beating the shit out of our dad for like no particular reason. We just like beating the shit out of our dad cuz we were tough. That's that's the autobiography you want. Sounds great. <laughs> Matthews made in America. Coming f- future future episodes. Gonna we're gonna, we're gonna work this content in. That should be I, a I need sitcom. to I need to share the gift should of be the a greatest com. I need to share the gift of the greatest MMA book ever written with other than TJ Sands is Mr. Sensitive with everybody. One more call before we get out of here for the day. It's Dan from Oregon. Dan, what's good? There's the code.
4: What's happening? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, let's pass the message along to Zombie Paul that I'm following the yellow Brick road to the land of El Dorado. Uh, <laughs> anyways, man, Sean O'Connell, don't you hex him like this. The last man to say, hey, I'm going to send you to the desk was Luke talking to Bisbee, and we all know what happened then. <laughs> Luke got KO'd into ESPN freaking highlights.
2: Man, did you guys don't see you, that? Did Sean you see that extra footage they released this weekend of Luke? Uh, standing there, and Bisping talking to him after the fight, I did not. Oh my god, it's brutal. So Luke's standing there, and uh, Bisping's talking smack, and he walks over to shake his hand, and and you can tell Luke doesn't want to do it. He's kind of like, yeah, of course. And he, so he picks it up, and and then Bisping's like, "Don't worry, mate. You'll come around. You'll come too. You're in an octagon right now. In case you didn't know it, you'll come around. You'll come around." Like he's just freaking continues. To uh turn the knife in him, man. It was pretty rough. I was like, God damn. And Luke just standing there taking it. I was like, oh, no wonder he is pissed at the presser.
1: Man, Michael Bisping. If anyone if anyone's earned the right to peacock for a minute and just just get their dick <laughs> out and just, just shake it around in everyone's face. And they should just have to take it for a minute. You you you, you earned it. You earned it, Michael Bisping. Shake shake uh, your dick all
2: around. He's happy about it.
1: He kind of stole a page
4: out of Cerrone's or a page of Cerrone's book. Shows up just drinking at the press conference,
2: man. You keep doing that, you
4: might become one of my favorites.
2: <laughs> he was loaded at the press conference. Are you kidding me? He, was, he drank three during the presser. <laughs> and then, who Michael, knows how Michael that whiskey?
1: Michael Bisping is uh, uh, just uh, and, uh, such an
2: asset to the sport on Love. on so many levels. So, w- I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I want to see the Henderson fight now. I think it'd be amazing. I think it'd be great. It'd be a great way. I mean, contract negotiations would be the toughest part here. If they want Henderson to come back, they're not going to sign him to a one-fight deal where he could be the champion in yeah, exactly. some crazy world. So, obviously, you'd have to sign a long-term deal. I don't know if Henderson's looking for that at this point. I'm sure he'd like to have his uh, mobility if he wanted to move along. But uh, if in a perfect world, they could get it done. I'd like to see him fight Henderson. And then uh, Rockhold fight uh, uh, either Weidman or maybe Jacare. Get get some other kind of thing going on, and then uh, you'll have your title challengers down the road. But eventually, we got to see Bisping Rockhold three, right, or four. Bisping Rockhold four. <laughs> Man, yeah, the third fight ends in a draw. Oh God, Bisping's insufferable. That's great. I love it. Is is it too
1: much to ask that he's I here's here's the only reason that I even entertain the Henderson thing, given Henderson's age and what, well, we're giving him a title shot because he beat Hector Lombard. Like where's Neil Magny's title shot?
2: Oh, Neil yeah. Magny already did Doesn't this. matter. I mean, this is a this is the entertainment business. This is called show business. Okay, so with that in mind, I thirst
1: for not a interminable reign for Michael
2: Bisping, but don't hang around too long. So, but
1: yeah, but what I'm saying is, can we, if we can engender a situation where he gets a successful title defense, the fact that people seem hip to the Dan Henderson fight at least makes that partially viable in a way that I'm, I'm not as sure it is if he's fighting Jacques Ray, right? I oh, I'd fine. probably take Bisping to beat you all Romero over five I, rounds. I don't know about that. I think I think he'd probably wear him out, and I think he'd storm late. So I'd, feel, I, or at least I would feel better. I think about Romero you would there.
2: overwhelm him.
1: So I mean, but yeah. So to to my very point, Henderson is still the most beatable guy. Where Michael oh, yeah. Bisping could actually be UFC middleweight champion. And he could or, lose him. Yeah, that's also true. But hey, if Dan Henderson, if also, with all due respect to all the guys we just mentioned, because there's some sweethearts in there. But man. If someone's going to take the title off Michael Bisping and not allow him to defend it, Dan Henderson finally gets a UFC title. I know yeah. he's a tournament champion, but he gets a real UFC title. Caps his career that way. Pretty amazing, huh? An American hero, Dan Henderson. Yup. He is, he is just a, a, a man, just that face. He's a Marlboro man made out of apple pie
2: and Levi jeans. Yeah, they should do that show in like Nashville.
1: That would be Yo is, Louisville. is Henderson the
4: quietest free agent that's like ever came along as of lately? Who's that? Henderson, 100%. he just fought out the oh. last fight of his contract.
1: Oh he, yeah.
5: He, he was one of the loudest though once upon a time. He's mm-hmm.
2: still loud. And the the biggest problem is he doesn't know if he wants to keep fighting. He doesn't know if he wants to keep fighting in the UFC. He doesn't know what Bellator's going to offer him. And, and rest assured, they could offer him the Henderson fight or the uh, Bisping fight. If Bellator offered him eight hundred grand to fight, you know, it might be tough for him to turn down.
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to be turned down. If or hard to turn down if you know it's like.
2: W- the would UFC you rather fight? Not offering
1: you that. It, well, also, would you rather fight Michael Bisping or Tito Ortiz?
2: Well, he's got a chance to beat either of them. Chance to lose to either of them. I don't know if that either matters, but uh, I'm just saying. For oh, no, the long haul, though, he'll fight, you know, lesser competition there.
1: Yeah, and 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 if he's getting more money to fight lesser competition while he's what's Dan now? Forty six.
2: Yeah, he'd be forty six this summer.
1: Woof! You're gonna you're gonna turn down the opportunity to rough up Joey Beltran on television? For eight hundred thousand dollars,
2: gonna turn into freaking couture any day now.
1: <laughs> Man, can't believe we haven't got the Randy comeback. Like another Randy comeback. I mean, I know historically we had multiple Randy comeback. Isn't he sixty? Yeah, but when, 60, when is it? But... Oh, how how old's Randy actually? I'm gonna guess. I bet I'm guess, fifty-four. I'm gonna guess fifty-six.
5: Hang on one second. Let me do this in my head. Uh, oh. uh fifty-three.
1: Fifty-two. But dang uh, it. But, TJ, uh, his birthday is coming up on the 22nd. His same birthday as ex girlfriend.
5: I did some math here because I remember he was 40 when he beat Chuck at UFC 43, which was in 2003.
1: Uh, Randy Couture, under his Wikipedia that I'm looking at right now. Uh, Other birthday is in nine days. Other names, The Natural, The Handy, Juicy, and Captain America. Very cute. I like that someone snuck those in there. And then no one's edited it. Like people just people go through like, oh, Randy Randy Juicy Couture, like that's cute. <laughs> the the handy too. That's oh the we need. If if anything, we need more UFC champions that have names with R's, and they need Brazilian challengers. Cause like Handy Couture on the house. Like there's just nothing like when you got someone on top and my favorite is
2: when the Brazilians fight someone from Husha. Husha. Husha cracks me up every time they say it.
5: I don't know who it was. Uh, Somebody around me recently uh, said Kaiser Permanente, but they were Brazilian, so they said Kaiser Permanente. And that made me very, very happy. Kaiser Permanente?
1: I, I believe, TJ, you mean that made you very, very happy.
5: Yeah, it made me very, very happy.
1: Very happy. Oh, all right. It's time for us to get out of here. As always, love letters, credit card numbers, mail bombs. Go to jbreen oh, at suredog.com oh, and greg at suredog.com. Oh. Over on Twitter, at Jordan Breen for me, at the Savage Truth for Greg TJ DeSantis. What's happening tomorrow on oh, the Saran?
5: Triumphant return well of one Nick the Tooth. We're going to recap UFC 199, uh, talk about looking for a fight, and, uh, you know, just see what's good on a Tooth Day uh, powered by Kaiser Permanent. <laughs>
1: Oh Brazilians the gift the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> why 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 uh why couldn't that like that 15 year old kid that fought in uh Humble on the Hawk? Randy <laughs> Randy Randy whatever the hell his name was it was something Candy. with an R. Oh man, we need we need more handies, we need more Humble Hondas. Humble on
2: the Hawk. <laughs> That's great.
1: Uh we need also I think I I think that uh for, for like next April Fools or something like that. We need to make some kind of thing for the website that just that takes every hard R sound and turns it into an H. So it's just like it's, just, it's like a it's like a Brazilian it's like a Brazilian plugin for SureDog.com.
2: <laughs> every E N T E turns to C H. Yeah, I think it's, it's the way and
1: also yeah, any yeah, you gotta shorten up anything that uh, you know like has that uh, like the, the, the permanent E-Dio. sound. Anything the yeah just you know the proper all all that proper stuff turned into brazilian just add add my friend to the end of multiple sentences my french French. so this is a great idea uh you know it's (laughs) it's 10 it's 10 months to april so if we get craves dev team on it now should be ready for april fool's day 2022 or something i think this is fantastic stuff coming coming soon coming soon
2: that would be funny, man.
1: And still speaking of coming soon, if you, uh, you know, still need a little more of this action, you can kick your feet up for a little while and we'll be back in about 46 hours or so, right back here in the cheap seats on the SRN. Peace. Peace. The preceding
0: show is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of the Sure Dog Radio Network.
1: Its content
5: is intended for private use only.